The year is 2006. On January 20th, a Maryland judge strikes down a state law banning same-sex marriage, saying the measure violated a state constitutional amendment prohibiting sex discrimination. On March 16th, the Blu-ray disc format is released in the United States. On November 19th, Nintendo's Wii is released in America. Uh, albums by former Frankenstein's Jukebox alumni Taylor Swift, Mountain Goats, P.O.S., Morrissey, Tallest Man on Earth, The Hold Steady, and Frightened Rabbit come out. And then most importantly, and primarily, on June 19th, the Carolina Hurricanes defeat the Edmonton Oilers 3-1 to in Game 7 of the 2006 Stanley Cup Finals to give the Hurricanes their first Stanley Cup in franchise history. It is also the first Stanley Cup Finals since the 2004-2005 lockout that canceled all the games that year. Can these two goons score the goal of successfully combining aspects of two songs from 2006 and clinch their first songly cup remise? This is Frankenstein's jukebox. <laughs> Welcome to Frankenstein's Jukebox. I am one of your hosts and a very proud uh, introducer guy, James Anderson, joined from beautiful cane country by my co-host, Daniel Spencer. Hello, everyone. And hi, James. Hi. Hey, hi. So, Daniel, 2006. Yes. It's a year that has happened already, and I would love to know, before we get into any sort of segments, I would love to know, generally, how was your personal 2006? My personal 2006 was very good, okay. uh, I would say. There was, there was a lot of stress in uh, the first part of it, Okay, and uh, then things got significantly more chill, and uh, all in all... I'd say it was a pretty darn good year. Hey, that's pretty good. How was yours? Well, uh, it started off, uh, Kristen and I were living in our college town as she completed her master's degree. Uh, Then in May, we got married. So that is something that happened in 2006. And I closed out the year with uh, the first of my two long-term science jobs. So... Uh, the summer of 2006 was rough because I didn't have a job or checks notes look for one. Um, so we basically just uh, subsisted on her money that she had left from her college money. It was great. It was a, it was a real moochy, uh, real moochy summer for old Jamesy. And, uh, and that was a cool way to be. But we did move back up to Northern Virginia, which was very cool. Uh, to the town where I currently live. And yeah, so uh, 2006 was a pretty massive year uh, for me. Now, Daniel, what I want to do is I want to get more specific about how our specific 2006s were in a segment we like to call Read You Loud and Clear. 
Daniel. James. Journals and journaling oh, yeah. and keeping diaries of sorts and, and kinds yes. is something that we both have done. And one of the times we did that was in 2006. I would love to hear some uh, excerpts from the, uh, from the life of Daniel in 2006. If you would. If you wouldn't mind. And I, I would not mind. So Great, 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 great. Let's dig into it. Ooh, yeah. January 2nd was my first post on Live Journal where I Ooh. shared an image that I had uh, uploaded from mm-hmm. the game Jedi Knights Jedi Academy, I believe is the name of it. Okay. Um, and I had learned console commands. Okay. Uh, so I was able to go in and put in various codes and like change the look of the main player character or very like just put in various enemies and things like that for goof them up reasons. And so I have this sure. picture of R2-D2 using the Sith lightning on a bunch of stormtroopers. That seems good. That seems canon. Yeah, that's how I started off my 2006. I love that. Darth 2-D2. Darth 2-D2. January 13th, I got excited that my older sister came home from college. Oh, oh, no. Okay, James. Okay. We're about to play a quick game. Ooh, love it. So this is a game that was going around DeviantArt at the time. Are you familiar with the website DeviantArt? Uh, One of my sweet mates, Evan, uh, was a big proponent of DeviantArt and got several of us I don't include myself in that because I'm not graphical in any way. Uh, so yes, I am familiar with DeviantArt uh, to the extent that I am intimidated by what I find there. Fair. Uh, I posted a whole bunch on DeviantArt. Uh, for those who are not aware, it is, is I think, still functions, uh, a website where you can post just art things that you made. Uh, I would post a lot of song lyrics for songs that I wrote at the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did a lot of photography stuff that I posted there. There was a meme going around of get your playlist together, put it on random, and press play. Pick the first lines from the first 25 songs that play. Post and let everyone you know guess what songs the line comes from. Let people know when a song has been correctly guessed. I had several songs that came up in foreign languages that I skipped, and I said there might be some songs by foreign bands in English. Good luck. And this was when I pressed play on my iPod Shuffle. The That was the small, thin, stick iPod at the time where you could not see what song was about to play. You just forwarded, rewound, whatever. So I'm not going to go through all 25 of these because I, do wanna, I don't want this to get very boring for our listeners. But I do want to go through just a few songs. So song number one. On a bus stop bench sat an ancient lady. It was clear she was dead. Yeah, we all could agree. And that death had arrived quite unexpectedly because the poor wretch died with a book on her knee. 
Oof. Um, I want to say uh, Hot Water Music. It's very, very close. Uh, it is Chrissy Kiss the Corpse by Of Montreal. Ah, uh, yes, Of Montreal. That band that is like the Beatles. Got it. Yes. Song number two, A Restless Eye okay. Across a Weary Room. A glazed look, and I was on the road to ruin. The music played and played as we whirled without end. No hint, no word her honor to defend. I will, I will, she sighed to my request, and then she tossed her mane while my resolve was put to the test. She tossed her mane? Mane. Uh, I give up. I immediately give up on that one. Uh, That one is One Slip by Pink Floyd. That one is something that I should have gotten. Some of these, I'll be honest, some of these I don't know, reading back through them. Uh, Okay, Little Mona Lisa laying by my side, Crimson and Clover pulling overtime. Seems too close to be losing touch. By giving in, what am I giving up? Am I losing way too much? Is that is that MXPX? It is not MXPX. Okay. Who is that? That is Kings of Leon. Oh. The song California Waiting. Interesting. Here we go. This one I think is going to be a challenge. Okay. Stacy's mom has got it going on. 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 All right. Um, um, can you read just the first, the, just the first part of that line, just again? Stacy's mom has got okay. it going on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. That didn't come out in two thousand seven. Um, I'll shot this is shot shot in the dark here. Um, mm-hmm. is it by? One of the, an Adam Schlesinger project. One, it is one of those an Adam, Adam Schlesinger pro- project. Yes. Okay. Uh, found, let's. I guess Fountains of Wayne had an album yes, out that year. Yes, that is correct. It is Stacy's mom by Fountains of Wayne. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, God, it seems so obvious now. That song is really good. Like it. That song is. I like that song a lot. It, it is very good. It shouldn't be a. It starts out like a murmur, and then it grows like thunder, until it bursts inside of you. Try to hold it steady. Wait until you're ready. Any second now will do. Throw the door wide open. Not a word is spoken. Anything that you want to do. You know, you know, you know. That sounds very, very familiar. Is this something that you would expect I would feel is very, very familiar? I would think so. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. That one is... My favorite Led Zeppelin song, Wearing and Tearing. I'm not familiar. Mm. I'm going to do one more, and this okay. one I am going to randomize. Great. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. The last one. Okay. See them creep out tonight live. You see them walk the streets. Those children of the undead look dressed for the endless Halloweens. And this horror-like production takes total dedication of black clothes and pale complexions, rock jet black hair, and a mass of makeup. I mean, I want to say it's like, uh, like Dead Kennedys. Okay. 
but it feels almost too self-reflective to be Dead Kennedys. So I want it to be like like AFI or something, but I think I'm going to instead guess that I give up. Okay. <laughs> well, you're right. You do give up. Congratulations. Yes. Nailed Got it. it. Uh, that is Fashion Zombies by the Aquabats. Um, it's interesting how, how similar to... Uh, and you know what? I was When I said Dead Kennedys, I was thinking of the Misfits, which is who I should have been thinking of. If you thought of a more self-referential, the Misfits. Yeah, because, I mean, the Dead Kennedys were... Saying be more self-referential to the Dead Kennedys is actually... That's asking kind of a lot, I, I think, so... <laughs> Yeah, interesting. It's interesting how close to the Misfits Aquabats could be. Yes. In late January, I went up to D.C. with my dad, and we saw a Carolina Hurricanes-Washington Capitals game in D.C. That was a lot of fun. Ooh, I watched Citizen Kane for the first time. A lot of Kane stuff going on in 2006. A lot of Kane stuff. Was very into that movie. It was just a... It's a beautifully shot movie. And I was like, this is the this is the coolest thing. I did a lot of talking about the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Because they were having a good season. Yeah, they, I think they're going to go all the way. They they definitely did. Uh, mm-hmm. Talked about how I wanted to join a band in late March. I eventually would. So I was a very bad student uh, when I was okay. in high school. I didn't like doing my work. Okay. So in April 11th, I had uh, my report card that I decided to to share, uh, which was I had uh, two A's, one in my photography class and one in my film analysis class. I had two B's in small business and entrepreneurship and advanced functions and modeling. I had two C's in English and U.S. history. All right. And I had a great big whopping F in environmental science. Uh, which I then had to beg my teacher to bump my average up to just barely failing so that I could bust my ass in the last quarter Mm -hmm. of the year to just barely pass. There you go. Yeah. I did that frequently throughout a lot of my scholastic years. Wasn't great, but... What uh, what grade was this, if you don't mind asking? I'm sorry, yes. Uh, this was my senior year of high school. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this would be the year that I graduated. I got a new digital camera. I got very excited about the Canes winning the cup because, oh, yep. like you said, it was the first, uh, the first and honestly only time that the franchise has won it. Just last week, the Carolina Hurricanes were removed from playoff contention. So that wasn't great, but also there are reasons why I don't quite mind it this year. Oh my god, I went I went to a midnight showing of Snakes on a Plane. Ooh yeah. Oh no. I never saw that movie. It it wasn't good. I I did not enjoy it. I think Aaron has seen that movie and I th- I find that hilarious. That is very funny. Oh, I started my first job. I applied uh, for Wolf Camera at uh, North Hills Mall. Mm-hmm. Let's see, I applied on September 15th, and I got a job. They called me for an uh, an interview uh, on the 26th, and then I wound up uh, getting the job. 
was making a hearty seven twenty five an hour. Can you imagine if people were still making that these days? That would be insane. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I would work at Wolf Camera for quite some time, being yeah. nine Listeners months. Listeners to this show would uh, remember the uh, Wolf Camera from uh, 2007, I believe. Indeed. Indeed, they would. And uh, the most, I would say probably, you know, obviously graduating high school, big thing. Sure. Carolyn Hurricanes winning, big thing. But probably the biggest thing for that came out of 2006 was I bought my first guitar. Nice. I already had my bass, but I bought my first guitar and decided I was going to teach myself how to play guitar uh, in December of 2006. So, Bust that thing out. Let's hear bust it. Bust my guitar out? Yeah, the one that you bought. Okay. Do you have it? Yeah. That, was a, that was amazing. That was... I was sure it was going to be like, oh, Silla James, that was 16 years ago. It is this Very nice. beautiful uh, black Epiphone, and yeah, it's it's great. Have you used it on any songs for any song promises? Uh, yes. I have used it on every song that has required guitar for our song promises. Uh, that wasn't an acoustic guitar. So listeners know so. it well. Listeners know this guitar very well. Uh, I have but two guitars, and it is this electric one and then one acoustic one. And then I've got my banjo and my mandolin and my bass. Uh, sure. But, yeah. So this, awesome. this sweet guitar has stood by me for, yeah, I guess almost 16 years now. Oof. And that is astounding. And that's, uh, I mean, that's basically my read you loud and clear. Love that. I think that's an excellent and uh, and varied and a kind of nice picture of what life was like for you in 2006. I will say I did skip over all of the please pay attention to me style memes that I filled out that were mm. like, this person does this and like just randomly fills in users uh, that you are friends right. with on LiveJournal. Sure. Um, that was, I did a lot of that and... I skipped over that because, A, that wouldn't be any fun to listen to, and, B, I feel like it was highly cringy. So, <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Hey, James. Hey. Will will you grace our ears with a little bit of that uh, read you loud and clear for you, some of your journal entries? Yes. I'm going to go. Uh, I have a, a live journal entry that I'm, uh, that I'm, I'm building up to. I think it's going to be the, the closer, but uh, I'll go really quick rapid fire. Uh December 20th, 2006, I'm going to start an emo band called Bunny Sniffles. The debut record will be called And Out Come the Bunnies. That is all. So that was that was an adult man posting on LiveJournal about that. Um, October 27th, I had my job. Uh, I also said that I really liked Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, and I maintained that. I said, okay, that's a pretty good update. Thanks. I'm going to try to do this more. What's that thanks about? That's hilarious. Why did I say thanks? Oh, here's one that, that still bugs me. Does the phrase drive it like you stole it mean drive really fast or drive incredibly responsibly? <laughs> <sighs> like, I know that it means the first one, but it seems like it makes more sense to mean the other one. But yeah. Uh, uh, Lost premieres tonight, so that would have been season three. Ooh, yeah. 
uh, you should watch Heroes. And then I come back to, I say, serious though, if I was, seriously though, if I was driving a car like I had stolen it, I would be five mon- miles per hour under the speed limit and signaling with my turn signals as well as my hand, etc. March 6, 2006, perhaps my first music recommendation as part of being on the internet, uh, Standing in the Way of Control by The Gossip, which I still stand by as a very good song. Here's uh, January 26th, I'm reloading the CD changer in my car. So I'm looking for CDs, suggestions of CDs to put in there. Uh, so far I have in my 12 disc CD changer, I have Weezer's Make Believe, Fall Out Boy's Take This to Your Grave, The Pixies Doolittle, and Elliot Smith's Either Or. Um, and there were three comments, and the suggestions were my friend Riley, Mars Volta deloused in the Comatorium, uh, my friend Jesse Wells, uh, say, she said save space for Bobby Dill, which meant put some Bob Dylan in there. And then uh, my friend Rachel wrote, John Legend, Get Lifted. So we come to my last uh, thing for my uh, segment of Read You Loud and Clear, Halloween 2006. This is going to segue us nicely into our honorable monsters, not just because it was Halloween, but because of what I'm about to say. I'm going to read the whole thing because it's only three paragraphs and paragraphs is used very loosely. So here's my second update in a month. How weird is this? That's the first paragraph. Second paragraph, I'm finishing up the new My Chemical Romance CD, and I have mixed feelings about it. Now, listener, if you're not familiar with the My Chemical Romance discography or oeuvre, which is a great word, uh, it's mostly vowels. great word. Oeuvre. Um, 2006 was The Black Parade was the album I was speaking about. Mixed feelings about The Black Parade. In some parts, it rocks pretty hard, and they have some neat guitar solos. I use the word neat. And they're exploring different genres and stuff, but on other parts, I totally zone out and don't really notice that I'm still listening to music. Maybe this is just how a CD is at first. So, The Black Parade, that what I would imagine is now considered probably a pretty classic album I was sort of on the fence about uh, back on Halloween 2006. And then, finally... In keeping, I didn't put a G there. I don't think that was to be cool. I think that was just because I was typing fast. Because, you know, I'd been typing all of, you know, three lines so far. In keeping with the fact that I'm updating on Halloween, I must say that I'm reading the book The Historian. And it's a really pleasurable vampire book. I can see why it got compared to The Da Vinci Code. It's like The Da Vinci Code and Jesus is Dracula and Tom Hanks is a woman. So it's partly exactly the same. And then, here's an adult James in 2006. Oh, snap, Tom Hanks. Where I called him a woman, so that's cool. That's, that feels good mm. to read back on 16 years Ooh. later. Ooh. Uh, I said, you were served by me, and then you left a good tip. And that is how I ended that, that, that live journal entry. So, what can we conclude Maybe October 31st, 2006, James wasn't operating at full capacity as he might have been any number of years later, possibly. But I do maintain that uh, this story was a very enjoyable book. Fair. But, yeah, Daniel. James. Now comes the possibly the biggest portion of our show today. No, I'm joking. It depends Maybe. on how much you trimmed out of the uh, read you loud and clear part that we just recorded where I talked for a long time. Well, we, listen, we both said words, and I think that can't be denied. It's time for Honorable Monsters. 
It's not that they weren't good enough. It's not that they weren't up to snuff. It's just that we didn't pick them. Honorable Monsters is the part of the show where we talk about the things we didn't pick as the, you know, the theme song said. So 2006, Daniel and I agreed before we started recording was uh, one hell of a year. A hell of one a year for me. hell of a year. Daniel, I would love to know what you didn't pick for your your 2006 uh, pick for two, for Frankenstein's jukebox. I would love to share that with you. Before I do, however, yes, I did throw it out on our Twitter to see if we had any honorable monsters from our listeners. Okay, and our friend As, let me get the exact wording. Please hold. Before you read anything, I just want to uh, just really quick mention. Uh, Fergalicious. Just want to just toss out that concept before we read anything further. So as at yeah. Cal's underscore Calzones says, if we have this episode with no mention of Fergalicious, I might riot. Oh. Hey, so, oh, you riot prevented. You have saved them from rioting. Well done. I uh, I do recall that that album was gigantic that year. Yeah. And as we consolidated our stuff from across the country, as Kristen's uh, dad was in Ohio and we had to drive stuff back, like glamorous and uh, all those songs from that album were uh, were all over that radio there. So, absolutely. I remember while I was working at Wolf Camera, glamorous and Fergalicious would play a lot, and mm-hmm. I would continue to make jokes that Fergie had probably lost a spelling bee at some point. Yeah. Because both of those mm-hmm. songs feature spelling to show yeah. that she, you know, can spell. It was a sure. really good joke, if you couldn't tell from how sure. wonderfully I sold it just now. Well, I mean, I think that conceptually, I think it's solid. Well, thank you. I do like to think that that is why. I really do. Because, you know, it's catchy and also educational. That's right. Educa- catchy. Edu- educational. Educational. Ca- Ooh, catch occasional. I like that. Occasional. Ash catch them all. There we go. Uh, there so my is. honorable monsters. Uh, first of all, yes. thank you, As, for sending that in. Um, As, thank you. I probably wouldn't have mentioned it, so I appreciate that you did. Yeah. So, Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. Okay. It was a phenomenal song. I remember when that song was giant. Yeah, and I loved it. I still love it. It's just a good, it's, a good it's got a good groove to it. CeeLo Green is the Soul Machine was an album that came out in 2004 that me and my apartment mates, I randomly found it at a Plan 9 Records and listened to it. And I was like, this is amazing. And so it was wild to hear CeeLo Green. I think he, that was with DJ Danger Mouse, wasn't it? It was indeed. Um, collaborating on this song that was so wildly not uh, Atlanta rap. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Crazy was very very good. A song that uh, would take me a couple of years to uh hear uh even though I really love their first album, The Killers When You Were Young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I that is one of the, I have several songs with uh my twin sister that I just have like a very strong connection to her with and this is one of them because I used to change the lyrics of it. When because it, it was in uh-huh. rock band, I believe, and so I would change the lyrics around. It didn't make any sense, but it was absolutely hilarious to me. And 
she also got a kick out of it. So that just became like a thing that we would, a thing that we would do. Absolutely. Young Folks by Peter Bjorn and John. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, another good, just chill uh, song that I would appreciate later on. Because uh, mm-hmm. the interesting thing for me is a lot of these songs, there's a good mix of like songs that I appreciated at the time in 2006 and then songs that I would later learn of and appreciate. Right, right. One of the ones that I appreciated in 2006, continue to appreciate now, Steady As She Goes by The Raconteurs. Absolutely. A, a super group that is worthwhile just fantastic and that song knocks it out of the park similarly one that i appreciated at the time but was not as vocal about my appreciation because Mm -hmm. i felt like it was i mean if if you shared a maybe off-color joke that you had made back then i was like well this song is girly and i don't want to be accused of liking a girly song sure, like sure, push sure. your records on by Corinne Bailey Ray but that oh, song is so good what a great song what a good have song. you when that was huge she released a version of led zeppelin since i've been loving you a cover of it that destroys daniel it destroys i have not heard that I am making a note right now to check it out. Yeah. Yes. It it kills. Like it makes me feel like Led Zeppelin phoned it in on <laughs> Since I've Been Loving You. <sighs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> oh, great song. The uh, the album, I think it was called Inside In, Inside Out by the Kooks. Okay. Came out bunch of great ones on that one. She moves in her own way, being my my favorite on that one. It's a okay. good swing swingy bop. Pretty girls make graves released an album that uh, I have just now in the past few months begun to uh, hear and listen to songs off of and appreciate. Um, Parade, I think, being my favorite one. And of course, I mean the band name Pretty Girls Make Graves. I think is a, a reference to. The Smiths' song, Pretty Girls Make Graves. Absolutely. The band, better than the song. Um, oh, God. This one was so hard for me not to choose for my choice for this year. Okay. Uh, Margot and the Nuclear So-and-Sos released their album, The Dust of Retreat. And, okay. oh, it's so good. It was the first album of theirs that I like really dug into i was familiar with a couple of their songs individually and then i was like all right i'm gonna look into them more and got this album and it's just amazing and their song bar fight revolution is like has this great balance of like calm and then like loud top of your voice singing with so much energy and when i saw them play it live it was buck wild during the quiet parts uh, Richard Andrews, I think is his name, uh, would pull his beanie over his head fully and sing through that into the mic. And then he would pull it back up during the loud, emphatic singing parts. It was wild. I love that. The Dresden Dolls had their album, Yes, Virginia, that came out. 
Uh, at the time, Jenny was very into the Dresden Dolls, shared a lot of their stuff with me. And we actually went to go see them live uh, as well. That was a wild show. Uh, the best part of that, speaking of Led Zeppelin covers, was when one of their opening bands, Two Ton Boa, whose lead singer is a yodeler, uh, okay. they came out and played um, Immigrant Song with the Dresden Okay, Dolls. yep. And that was the highlight of the show. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Shores of California off, uh, yes, Virginia was, I think, probably, that was a, a song that I really, really loved. Alexi Murdoch's Time Without Consequence album came out in 2006, and it would take me a couple of years to to find it. I think it wasn't until I saw the movie Away We Go, uh, which I saw in theaters, but that's where I first learned about Alexi Murdoch and just was floored by the soundtrack to that and, I mean, just the whole movie in general, but I went out and found this album Daniel, yes. Do you know how much I love the movie Away We Go? I, I am it's a not lot. At all surprised, it's it's a very <laughs> James movie to me. I I can see it being very up your alley. It for starting off with an oral sex John Krasinski thing. It's so much up my alley that like it's so good. It's so damn good. it. I need to watch that movie again. Woof. Okay. I now have, I was like, Alexi Murdoch sounds so familiar, but I have no, con- no, I do have context. Lots of context. Yes. So much context. Uh, oh, and so I realized good. I was, I was incorrect about where I, like, I first was familiar with Orange Sky from Alexi Murdoch off of the Garden State album. And then. What? Am I wrong on that? Wait a minute. Are we both looking at the Listen, I. I, I I don't want to brag, but I was in college in 2004. I feel like I'm fairly familiar with the Garden State soundtrack. Yeah, no, it, is is was it on like a more from? I guess not. What was I thinking of? Maybe I was thinking Orange one of these Sky? things first because Nick Nick Drake and Alexi Murdoch do sound a little similar. No, I, it must have been from something else, and I can't now. I don't know what it was, and so that's going to drive me a little crazy. But that's okay. We'll skip past that. It was featured in Garden State, but it was not released on the soundtrack for the film. That'll do it. Thank you. Vindication! Yep. Vindication! The Pipettes released their album, We Are the Pipettes, with uh, uh-huh. a, a couple of really great songs, but Pull Shapes was the one that stood out to me as just super fun. Britpop. The Long Winters released their album, uh, Putting the Days to Bed which has a song called It's a Departure on there, which is a very good song, even if uh, some of the people in that band are maybe not as not as great looking at you, Bean Dad, but the song's still great. Long Winters very much enjoy a lot of their stuff. Hello Goodbye released an album, and Baby It's Fact was on that one, and that is that remains one of my favorite, just like, this is going to cheer me up. Is that uh, the dinosaur dragon? Yeah. Yeah, zombies. That, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Zombies, aliens, vampires, dinosaurs. Yes. Which is a great album name. It is. Here in Your Arms is on that album. Yeah. And Here in Your Arms, one, love it. Two, what a, what a music video. That mm. music video for Here in Your Arms is, is excellent. Yes. Agreed. 
the Decemberists released uh, The Crane Wife in 2006, which mm-hmm. is full of great songs, but probably Crane Wife 3 being the best among them. The Hold Study released Boys and Girls in America, and Chips Ahoy is such a great song. So that's that's those are all of my honorable monsters, and good lord, there's so many of them, but it's so hard to whittle it down. Yes. And, I mean, cutting any of those out in favor of what I picked was difficult to do until I realized what I was picking, and then it, it was like, well, it sucks to not include this one, but the song I'm including is... I can't not include it, so... Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I will say there were uh, far, far fewer overlaps than I had expected uh, between your honorable monsters and mine. Yeah. So let's get into it. I, I think that I'm going to just as a sort of uh, like a caveat or disclaimer beforehand, I think most of these... I don't think that I would be able to pick a song from. I would have had a tough time picking from any number of them. If there are exceptions to that, I'll, I'll of course, notate them, but I'm not going to get hung up on, on that. That's mostly for future, James, not necessarily for the audience or you, Daniel. Um, Bare Naked Ladies released the album Bare Naked Ladies Are Me, mm-hmm. uh, which is a killer album. It was the last one with Stephen Page, wasn't it? Yes. So the sessions were the last ones because in 2007 they released Our Men, Men, yeah. uh, which was the other, the rest of the sessions from that same thing. But yes. And uh, Sound of Your Voice rules on that album, but most of the songs rule on that album. Uh, let's see. There's an album here called The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance, which I am uh, decidedly not on the fence about, I would say, probably. <laughs> um, if I picked a song from it, I would pick. The end slash dead. The first two tracks go into one another and they are, you can't not play like, it's sort of like the, uh, the loadout stay by Jackson Brown or mm-hmm. uh brain stew jaded by green day. I have to, I stop everything and we're going to listen to both of them. And I don't care what you're saying to me, playlist or whatever. Right. Uh, it also, uh, was instrumental, uh, on me helping, uh, cope with my, th- uh, fear of death. Uh, nice. the, those tracks and plans by Death Cab for Cutie, uh, pretty much, uh, pretty much got me there. Oh, um, plans by Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, what a what a work. What a, what a work. You know, of all the albums that are all about death, I have to say that probably Plans is the prettiest. Um, I probably I would probably agree with that. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil it a little bit. That whole entire album is going to be on my Honorable Monsters next episode. So buckle yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not by Arctic Monkeys. Uh, the oh, whole album. Solid. That album is so... That is, that is a debut album. Actually, much like Hot Fuss by The Killers, where the second album can be great. But I'm not gonna. I, I I'm gonna have a hard time clinging on to it. It's gonna have to really, really, really be amazing. I'm talking Pinkerton levels of great in order for me to latch on to it. When whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Is your debut? Just the whole thing from beginning to end. I can't. The song titles are great. The songs are great. The Sheffield accent. 
on display. Love it very much. So good. Ugh. So uh, POS released Audition, uh, which is a very good album. Uh, it was the third POS album I listened to, but go back to 2009 uh, for that story on why that was. Uh, it features a song with Craig Finn on it uh, from nice. Old Study, which is very cool. Uh, sing-alongs and lullabies from the film Curious George by Jack Johnson. Just a really great album. Uh, my wife got really into it, and it's really good. It's a, It's an album that's like, Oh, this is what Jack Johnson should be doing all the time, and uh, I stand by that. Also, uh, interpolation of Three is a Magic Number, um, which isn't a Blind Melon song, and yet somehow also is very much a Blind Melon song. Um, the two albums I bought for my honeymoon are up next. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers' double album Stadium Arcadium, and the NoFX album Wolves in Wolves Clothing. There's a there's a song called Ready Made on uh, Stadium Arcadium that... Uh, my friend Mark always makes fun of me because he thinks that it's one of the weaker songs on the album, but it's my all-time favorite song on the album. So uh, that one, probably. And then Wolves and Wolves Clothing is chock full of second-term George W. Bush political punk, which is great. Mm. Um, and if you want first-term political punk, uh, George W. Bush political punk, the previous album, uh, The War on Errorism, is uh, where you want to go for that. Then... Uh, Louder Now by Taking Back Sunday, the third Taking Back Sunday album. Uh, Taking Back Sunday somehow lasted three albums before I was not able to muster interest, um, which is astounding to me. Like, they're great. I love them, but they feel like they should be a one-album band. Like, oh, I love that album. But the first three albums lasted for me, and that is something. Eyes Open by Snow Patrol is solid. Just really good Scottish pop yeah alternative pop i guess chasing cars was on that album right chasing cars absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. my second um, favorite snow patrol song yeah first being we'll get to that in 2004 you got it honorable monsters though not <laughs> right right 2004 uh seems to be the uh like the 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 four shocks of 2006 based on what on the conversations we've had so far yeah, what with hot sure. fuss uh this <laughs> The other thing, 10,000 Hours by Tool came out that year in 2006, and that is a, just a, a great album. Tool is one of those bands where it's like their imagery makes me think that I would be too scared and they're too dark and gory, and yet they're basically just uh, Pink Floyd. Math Rock Pink Floyd is basically Tool. Yeah. Uh, Modern Times by Bob Dylan came out, uh, which is... The third in his return to form that started in 1997. And then this sort of was the third part of the trilogy until he like it was his like two or three resurgences of Bob Dylan ago was this album Modern Times. And it's just really, really great. There's a song called uh, uh, Ain't Talkin', which is the last song on the album. It's basically a film noir murder detective song in like eight minutes. It's really good. Uh, Future Sex Love Sounds by Justin Timberlake came out that year, and it was my first time being like, well, it was my first time being married to my wife, who was a big Justin Timberlake fan, and being listening to a lot of sort of pop radio. We had Sirius XM in our new car, so I listened to a lot of stuff like that. So I was very exposed to, and I was like, you know, this doesn't... This doesn't suck as much as high school me would have contended. Yeah. Um, High School Me was very much a 
yeah, this is not going to like high school and just post high school me was not yeah. going to give that album a chance. I honestly, I was still, I'm only familiar with the one song from that album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sexy Back. Sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I have to say, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's the only, that's the only response. Uh, uh, my Love is, uh, is the song of, of choice from that one for me. Okay. Um, nice. So that's a, that's a good one. Uh, the Crane Wife. I mean, come on, it's the, yeah. it's the crane wife. It's crane. Uh, I I did see there's a video somewhere of Colin Malloy performing Crane Wife one, two, and three in a row Ooh. in that order, which is really good and weird because they don't appear on the album in that order. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, hey, my voice is perfect for being background Justin Timberlake vocals. Love know, that. That's great. Finally, Me First in the Gimme Gimme's released an album, which to this day is my favorite Me First in the Gimme Gimme's album title, which is saying something. Oh, favorite title. Favorite title. It's my second or third favorite Me First in the Gimme Gimme's album. It's called Love Their Country. It's a country, it's an album of country covers, which on its own is great. But in 2006, Me First in the Gimme Gimme's Love Their Country is is and was hilarious. Like, take off your pants and jacket in 2001 levels of, that's the funniest thing I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, uh, Eastbound and Down is on that album. That, um, their cover of Eastbound and Down is one of, like, that. That's, that's the best song off that album. I'm not crazy about that album as it, as it stands, but th- yeah. that their cover of Eastbound and Down is so good. Uh, I've got strong feelings about that song anyway because it's yeah a masterpiece song from a masterpiece movie. <clears throat> I'm fine. Th- their cover of uh, Goodbye Earl turned me around on the song Goodbye Earl, okay. uh, which I should have been... I was in a sort of, hey, don't murder people place um, when that song by the Chicks came out. Mm-hmm. And I hate that probably it was because of a man singing it that I came around on it. But I did come around on it, and I think that that's really what we should uh, we should take home from that. Yeah, um, I mean, I think we've already discussed that maybe we weren't the ideal people we wanted to be back then, yeah. and yeah. have made some growth, and yeah, that's important. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. That album, uh, that album is a good. Um, oh, d- there, there's a cover of Desperado on that that has one of the best fake out. Uh, count back ins to a song of my entire life. My per- Daniel's recommendation is he's found on down. I would very much recommend that. I'm going to recommend their cover of Desperado just so you know uh, what I'm talking about with that. Um, those are my honorable monsters. Good music, good grief, good music in 2006. Someone was like, hey, James is married and poor now. Let's release a bunch of classic CDs. <laughs> So, with all that said and done, hey, Daniel. Hey, James. You have told us about your honorable monsters. Now I want to hear you tell us about the song that you picked as your 2006 song pick for Frankenstein's Jukebox, the podcast. I would love to do that. Uh, The hint that I gave was Batman and Mowgli. Great hint. Which, I, I mean, I guess it's an okay hint. I think it's one of those things that... I mean, you figured it out, though. I was going to say, I think it's one of those things that makes more sense once you hear what it is. Uh, yeah. But it is uh, 
the song Joker and the Thief by Wolfmother. Mowgli, who famously is a thief and loves joking around, and Batman, who mm-hmm. has a mother who's a wolf. No, uh, Mowgli yeah. was raised by wolves, and uh, Joker and the Thief, Joker, obviously, who is a thief, uh, in the Batman comic book series. Um, Joker and the Thief is in my top five favorite songs of all time. Okay. For a, a couple of reasons that I'll talk about uh, <laughs> when we break down the aspects. But uh, yeah, just such a good rock song. There's so much good energy in this that I just love. I cannot like not get pumped up when this song comes on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my pick. Hey, James. Hey, hey. What'd you pick? Well, my, uh, my hint was my favorite part of blank is when Phil blank by preventing that kid from breaking blank again. So my favorite part of Groundhog Day is when Phil, uh, saves the day by preventing that kid from breaking bones again. So my pick is Bones by the band Saves the Day from their 2006 album Sound the Alarm, uh, which, speaking of Bob Dylan uh, sort of resurgences, this is an album that uh, I had sort of... The 2004 album In Reverie, 2003, the 2003 album In Reverie was not the follow-up to Stay What You Are, which is a all-time greatest hit classic album, which had followed the album Through Being Cool, which is also an all-time greatest hit classic album. Uh, In Reverie was more... Uh, it's funny, when, when bands want to sound like the Beatles, they don't, to me. Uh, and so then I'm like, will it sound like yourself? Go stay what you are, saves the day. Um, but then I heard through the grapevine slash probably my friend Andy, hey, this new Saves the Day album rules. And uh, listener, sound the alarm, the 2006 Saves the Day album indeed does rule. It uh, rules uh, hard and it rules fast. Um, There's any number of great songs on it. I seem to recall the beginning is better than the end of that album, but uh, this song that I picked is chief among them uh, in my mind. Uh, And if you listen to it, I think that you'll discover that that makes sense for what I've talked about enjoying on this show, I think is pretty much... uh, as close to talking about aspects as I'm going to get before Daniel talks about their aspects for the Joker and the Thief by Wolfmother. Daniel, yes. hey, do you want to talk about your aspects for the Joker and the Thief by Wolfmother? I would love to talk about my aspects for Joker and the Thief by Wolfmother. Fantastic. Joker and the Thief has a really great riff to open it up that is just... It's just honestly six notes repeated on a guitar and then like drums come in in this great you know boom 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 boom. just phenomenal again good rock energy but that guitar riff is great and it has a a phasing voice on it so if you listen to the notes uh as it's being played there's this kind of it's hard to describe uh but it's like a wow, wow, wow type of sound. 
in the background of the notes. Yeah. That it it's playing kind of with the the shift of like a little bit of the shift of the volume, but the the bass and the uh treble of the tone kind of shifting back and forth to give it that phasing sound. Uh often you get that from phaser pedals. Yeah. And I love that. It's a it's a really cool aspect, I think, for uh, guitar solos or riffs like this. So a phasing guitar voice slash riff is my aspect number one. Is that phasing like phases of the moon? I honestly don't know. I mean, it's spelled like phase, like this is just a phase. Right. right. But I don't know what the what it's supposed to actually refer to. I always think it's because it's like pew pew phasers. Yeah. I could totally see that, too. Okay. Phasing guitar voice slash riff. For my next aspect, it's it's about the Joker and the Thief themselves. Mm. Uh, so the Joker and the Thief is a reference to one of my favorite Bob Dylan songs that I think sure. shows that, that Bob Dylan is a really great songwriter. Hmm. All right. Because the cover of it is so much better. Yeah. Bob Dylan plays the cover version uh, nowadays in concert. He, play, he plays the Jimi Hendrix like yeah. style version now. Because that's the, that, the way to do it. Correct. That, like, there's so many Bob Dylan songs. It's like, this song is good. And then you hear someone else do a cover of it. And it's like, oh, no, this song is great. When it's not yeah. being done by Bob Dylan, no offense. All along the Watchtower is the is the song, yeah. and uh, the the opening line is "There must be some way out of here," said the Joker to the thief, uh, and that is what is being referenced here in, in right. this song. And there are a few other references throughout throughout the song. So yeah, it's um uh, my my second aspect is the lyrics referencing a song written in 1967. Okay, uh, song. Written in 1967. Okay. Got it. Is that the James-esque one? Because that feels incredibly James. That's the James-esque one, for sure. Yeah, It's a very James aspect. (laughs) And I thought of it, I'm like, yeah, all right, we'll do this. I I thought about tweaking it a little bit, but when I realized that we could go that route, I felt like this will be a fun thing to play with, and this is something that I legitimately love about this song, is it's this reference to this other great song. My favorite thing about this song is also one of the things that, like, it has what I consider to be one of the hardest rocking moments in music, which is in a a musical interlude part. There is just a, a bunch of staccato, like, bump, 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 and it's like, that has amazing energy to it, uh, and the first time it's clean, and then the second time they go through it, there's this little whine of feedback from the guitar that just plays so perfectly into this, like, it gives you that raw rock feeling of just, like, we're just doing this, like, quick and dirty is not the right way to say it, but, like, sure. quick and dirty. Uh yeah. And like where it's it's this like beautifully unpolished 
thing that I'm certain is 100% intentional. Oh, absolutely. But, like, makes it feel like that sort of beautifully unpolished thing. The whole, like, you're so beautiful when you're not wearing makeup. Oh, it's so funny that you think I'm not wearing makeup thing. Right. Uh, Yeah. But, like, I love that so much. So I have feedback moment listed as my third aspect. Uh, I want to figure out a way to get some feedback going into uh, into whatever we write in our song premise. Well, if I can give you a feedback moment right now, I yeah. think those are great aspects. I love it. <laughs> James, I would <laughs> yeah. love to hear what your aspects are for this song, which I listened to for the first time today. Yeah. And absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's it's a breathtaking song. For me, I, I really like it because it, in my mind, it intentionally uh, goes back in time over the genres that Saves the Day have played in. There's the there's three movements in it, and the first one is very sort of melodic and sort of something you know, sort of groovy and sort of whatever. And then there's a middle movement which is sort of faster, but sort of still kind of has that like. It's pretty and sort of like you can tell that it's very, you know, um, put together and sort of stuff like in uh, Stay What You Are. And then there's a part where it just sort of breaks down and then these drums come in, which are straight from uh, Through Being Cool and Can't Slow Down, the first two Saves the Day albums. And they're just like, we just made this band in our garage. I know how to play one drum thing. So here it is. But it's the most skillfully done of that. Like, also, I'm incredible. Like, it's like Travis Barker learns the drums, and day one, he's like, I can do this. And they're like, we can write two albums off that. That. Uh, but that's not one of my aspects. That's just an overview of why I like the song. I love it. Uh, so, but let's let's have the, the aspects. The aspect that I did take from that is uh, three different movements that get faster slash punker each time. We can put punker in a air quotes or quotes if you'd like, because I don't want to make any uh, pre-established genre recommendations. Fast, more energetic, perhaps. More, uh, less ornate, perhaps. Um, I'm not sure how we want to describe that necessarily, but uh, that's what I mean by punker. Um, uh the then well, groovy bass line because this this song the bass comes in and it's just like it's just it's just really really nice and slinky sort of uh bass and i really love that and then on the lyric side uh graphic descriptions because this song is about uh someone who uh feels that the entire town is going to come uh kill them and they graphically describe how that's gonna happen and the song is called Bones because the last image is, uh, you know, then all the animals are going to come feast on my flesh and all that will be left out there in the sun is my bones. So, saves the day, doing what saves the day do best, which is sounding really pretty. Wait, 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 what the fuck did they just say? Yeah. Uh, which is my favorite saves the day thing. Did they just say, you'll lay me at the dinner table, I'll be the pig? What? Right, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, pull, we'll pull the the hook out and lick up the blood. Wait, wait, what, what? This is a sweet song, and I'm I'm really thinking about putting it on my my crush's uh, mixtape. But <laughs> did 
did they just do I come off as a psycho if I put the lick up the blood song on or do I find something else? What about this other what about this I'm lying in a pile of trash? Is that is that one more romantic or less romantic? Stay what you are is such a fucked up and great album. Anyways, um and then there's all the stuff on three through being cool about hey if that guy comes near me I'm gonna fucking kill him and here's how, uh, which is you know, uh, you know are they from New Jersey? Sure, do they have to be as New Jersey as they were on through being cool? Maybe not, but you know, who's to tell them what to do? Not me. Spoiler for 2001, honorable monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. But- uh, Stay what you are didn't get a didn't get a pick from me because it was too much. I had to cut somewhere, and because I could pick Bones for 2006, that took out one that I had to choose from in 2001 when, oof. Yeah. Oof, oof, oof. So, yes, graphic descriptions of something that happens in the song. Like, I'm talking, like, 1960s horror comics sort of stuff. Uh, I'm going to really go hog wild uh, with with some of this stuff. So I love it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be good. So, to summarize, uh, on the instrumental side, we have phasing guitar voice slash riff, a feedback moment, a groovy bass line, and three different movements that get faster and in some way less ornate or, or punker or something uh, each with each movement, uh, and lyrically reference a song written in 1967, and while doing so... And for the rest of the song, also having graphic descriptions within there, which I'm incredibly excited about, I guess is how I'd put it. Um, I am also incredibly excited about this. So so we've got some great songs that came out in 67. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just just pulling up just the, the few that Google is like, here are the ones you want to take a look at first. I Can See for Miles by The Who, All You Need Is Love by The Beatles, Brown-Eyed Girl by Van Morrison, uh, White Rabbit by Jefferson Mm. Airplane, which, you know, I think Jefferson Airplane took the trip to Jefferson Starship, took the trip to Cobra Starship. Okay, interesting. And uh, Cobra Starship had an album, their, I think, first album came out in 2006, um, I believe they had a they debuted with a song on the six on a plane soundtrack. Did they, they not? They did indeed. That's where that tie-in came in. Uh, yeah, and that was uh, I believe played over played over the cr- the end credits of the song. I mean of the movie. Yeah. Uh, um, so, but let's take a look at the the hot one hundred singles of nineteen sixty seven. Starting off with me after I invent time travel. Oh, yep. It was because it was a dumb joke. Because hot singles. Is that like a single? Yeah, yeah, single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Got it. Um. So I'm I'm skipping through some of these. Yeah, yeah. Uh. God, can't take my eyes off of you by Frankie Valley. I'm trying to think of ones that we can reference in some way. I mean, there's obviously lots of ways we can reference them, but I do love the idea of like taking a character. Yeah. Your Ruby's Tuesday or your Jimmy's Mac. Yes, your uh, girl's brown-eyed. Like, I can't take my brown-eyed girl off of you sort of stuff. Yep. Can't take (laughs) my brown-eyed girl off of you. Penny Lane. Bernadette. God, Snoopy versus the Red Baron by the Royal (laughs) Guardsman. Amazing. 
Daydream Believer was on there. Daydream Believer. I had too much to dream last night. Oh, God, I love that song. <laughs> There's Carrie. Hey, Carrie Ann by the Hollies is on there. Uh, we, we sing Lila Shell uh, to really force my daughter's name into that song because we really like the song. But her name is Lila Michelle, and that doesn't really work for Carrie Ann. But we, we squeeze it in there because that's what you do when you're a parent. I love it. Listen, <laughs> I could tell you about some of the songs my parents sang to my sisters and I. <laughs> I I won't do it now, but when we're off the okay. air, great. I'll fill you in on something. You'll get a kick out of them. Love that. There's also a wider shade of pale. Yep, was also that. The for what it's worth by Buffalo Springfield. You could talk about what is happening here. Something you know. I think we're alone now. Is also there, and then also incense and peppermints by the Strawberry Alarm Clock, which has somehow come up. More than once on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Which That's is fun. Weird. Yeah. So anything here jumping out to... Oh, give me a little sign. I love give me a little sign. But anything jumping out here to you? I mean, there's so many good there's songs so much to here. work from. I think that probably we should go figure out maybe what we want to be talking about and then come back here. Because like, okay. you know, uh, Light My Fire, Windy by The Association... The letter by the box. If we go like a, what if we want to pay tribute to a teacher we really liked? To Sir with Love is on there, just sitting right there at the top as the best performing single of 1967. Yeah. Um, people really, really, really liked that song by Lulu. It's not emotional blackmail if you really like the song too. Mm. Or wait, hold on, checking the rule book. Oh, no, it, it still is. It still it is. is. So I've got a thought. I don't okay. know how you feel about it. Okay. But in terms of three different movements that get faster and punker each time, phasing mm. guitar, voice, and rift, feedback moment, graphic description, descriptions, I am feeling a very specific genre from this. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if you are. I'm feeling a very specific, not just genre, but maybe like, artist style okay. within the genre. Okay. So I'm feeling like this could very much be a Metallica style epic song. I Yes. Yes. Okay. That is, that is a yes for me. That like, is a yes I for feel me. Like, I know we just did like long song. Uh, Listen, like, we got a whole, that's a whole different ball of wax right there. That is yeah. a whole different thing. I feel like we can have this as like a an epic saga type of thing. So are we thinking like eighties Metallica or like Black Album Metallica? What I was are we thinking more black album, I think. Okay. Okay. Just a little on the harder side. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, I can't like my brain is just going there now of like trying to tell this like gr- graphic description of just shit going down on Penny Lane. <laughs> just, just <laughs> bad shit happening. Metallica is a San Francisco Bay band, and I'm. I just think it. We should consider Scott McKenzie, San Francisco. Be sure to wear some flowers in your hair. I mean, my thing is, I'm not sure that stopping at one is necessarily a place where I want to be. 
Right. Because picking one thing is not really like kind of like what I do if I can just do a whole bunch of pick them all sort oh, of yeah. deal. I mean, like, I didn't notice that Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher and Higher by Jackie Wilson is on here. Mm-hmm. At 53, which is uh, actually kind of uh, enraging me right now. It but is, uh, It is that's insanely okay. low. <laughs> because, good God, what a song. It's, oh, God. It's use in Ghostbusters 2, even setting that aside at... Right, it's that being a even still a great song. It's used beautifully <laughs> in the Death to Smoochie credits, so like redeemed and then some. <laughs> They're joking about how great that part is in Ghostbusters too, because it's the best part of the whole movie. Um, let's see what else do we have. That's a, not a, that's a low bar. It's a low bar. What you don't like when the baby's looking at the painting, or what about when Dan Aykroyd's looking at the painting, or or Sigourney Weaver? Remember when Scorning Weaver's looking at that painting? <laughs> that movie's wild. Yeah, I'm like I don't want to. I don't want it to be like a medley. I'm not trying to like just like of cram. But since we're, it's not like we're doing a cover of it, we're simply referencing the lyrics. Right. I right, feel like right, we right. can fit a few things in here without it being too much. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, again, the the phasing guitar riff bit. I think fits in very easily. And then you just speed that up in the three different movements. Like you've got a verse, chorus, you know, instrument fill, then verse, chorus, and a faster bit, verse, chorus, and a faster bit. And I feel like, yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of good potential. Easy to do the phasing guitar, and that would fit well within the Metallica purview. The groovy bass line is the only thing that I'm looking at and being like, well, that might not fit as a as a groovy aspect for Metallica. I wouldn't I wouldn't say Metallica is known for their bass lines. Fair. I mean not to not to say that Robert Trujillo? Um sure. Sure. Uh, Jason Newstead is who I is who I go to, but that's just uh some people would say Cliff Burton. Some people would say Cliff Burton. Somehow I know the three the three bass players from Metallica. Sometimes the brain is just a wild just a wild area of the of the of the body. Yeah. Um yeah, but like I, I agree. And I think that we can I would be I would be okay with uh loosening the definition of groovy to be melodic or I'm not sure. You're the bass player. So I would feel free to let you open that up in any way you want to open that up. Fair. I think melodic bass line fits very easily within this setup that we've created. I'll throw this out there. Three different movements that get faster, punker every time. What if we change that from punker to darker? Perfect. Because I, I love this idea of like, oh, 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 thought. Okay. Each movement is its own reference to something. Yes, yes, so like yes, yes, yes. We reference yes, yes. Penny Lane in the first one. We reference San Francisco in the second one. We pull out Up, Up, and Away by the Fifth Dimension. Up, Up, and Away by the Fifth Dimension in the third one. Or something along those lines. And we just get yeah. bleaker. And like. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, give me some lovin' by the Spencer Davis group is on here too. God yeah. damn. Yeah. 
hell hell of a year for music 67 you know no one really talks about how 67 was a great year for music (laughs) 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 I'm, i'm just being silly i'm just being a silly guy uh i love it though hey yeah uh at number um 70 is let's live for today by the grassroots uh, all my office fans out there, the Grassroots is the band that Creed Bratton was in. So if you are a Creed Bratton fan from The Office, uh, Let's Live for Today by The Grassroots is a song that you can hear him play music on. Nice. Um, in, with his actual band that uh, actually made the year-end Hot 100 list. Um, that is amazing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. What a life that man has had. Anyways. So yeah, I mean like I'm absolutely cool with that. Like there's it's funny cuz like there's some like um respect and and all you know all you need is love sort of stuff. And then there's like uh you know white rabbit and uh for what it's worth and stuff like that. Like there's there's definitely like you could probably uh sort these into like one, two or three for darkness. Um yeah. Which is kind of, which is kind of a kind of a cool thing. Um, can, the la- can the last line can the last line of our song be "Let's die for today"? Sure, awesome. Because I don't know why I just love the idea of like just like putting these references and and characters and whatnot in like it just being kind of like a, a not exactly a protest song per se, but maybe a little bit of a protest song of like a shits like not good y'all. Here's yeah. like a, hey. pay, a dystopian picture of how it could be. I have been uh, really wanting to write Control Part 2 um, just because it's gotten so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, no, it hasn't gotten much worse. It's just the same, which is bad. Really, yeah. really, really, really bad. Um, but yeah, like, like sort of, I mean, kind of like a... It's funny, the Metallica songs that are like, you know, pro-mental health and like anti-war and stuff where you're like, Metallica, yeah. And they're like, soldiers have it really tough and don't get the support they need when they come home. You're like, Metallica, yeah. And like, you know, makes me like them a whole lot more. Sort of like Black Sabbath where it's like, Black Sabbath, blah. And they're like, drugs are scary sometimes and you need to be careful. And you're like, Black Sabbath, what are you... What what do you? They're like yeah. witchcraft and magic is 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 sometimes something you shouldn't dabble in, and it can be very scary. And you're like, you're not saying the things my parents said that you'd be saying to me, and I'm not really sure exactly what's happening here. My parents noticed that you mentioned <laughs> witchcraft and magic, so they're saying don't listen. But really, you're saying uh, careful. Heroin's really addictive, and revenge will only eat you from the inside out and turn you into some sort of an iron man. But no, yeah, let's not listen to it because they're called black. Anyways, that's a whole that's a whole rant it's we can save for nineteen sixty seven or sixty eight. Yeah, yes. So I'm cool with this being uh, topical. Uh, there's a man over there with a gun uh, telling me I ought to beware. Is also in for what it's worth. Just saying. Not necessarily for sure going to write that down right now. Oh my God, what's my what's my hand doing? Oh no, uh, here it is. Right. Oh, oops. Written um, down. 
Oh no. Well, gosh, it's written down now. Oh gosh. Um, oops. So yeah, I think that uh yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling very good about this. I am feeling very excited. I think this is going to be a lot of fun to work on. It's going to be in a genre that I'm not well-versed in when it comes to writing. And so I'm really interested in pushing myself in that category uh, musically. And uh, lyrically, I'm very excited uh, to to see what you come up with. I'd love to throw some ideas out as well. Yeah. You know, if they come up. Um, sure. But yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I think we're probably good. I don't think we need to do anything further from here. I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay. I think that we know we, we have our assignments. I think that, uh, we'll check in with each other, um, about where we are with things. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that we can, uh, we can, we can call this one, call this one good. Um, except for hints. Which I remembered. I love which it. I think we can all give me a hand about. Um, great. Hey, listen, listener, ask for the support you want from your friends. You know, they want to support you in the ways that you want to be supported. Daniel, let's do hints for neck for two thousand five's uh, for two thousand five songs, and uh, and then do some social media and get out of here. That sounds like a plan to me. My hint is. Simeons sing about a simulated simian going ape. Great. James, what's your hint? My, here's my hint. Here's my hint. After he left Commander Venus, but before he got to 2015, he went as low as you can go. After he left Commander Venus, but before he got to 2015, he went as low as you can go. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That's it. All right, all right. I'm gonna take a look at a couple of uh, a couple of things and see if I can figure out what we've got there. Well, I I have a good feeling about what you're gonna come up with. That is going to bring us to the end of our 2006 episode. It's been a blast. Um, a blast and a half is something that I like to describe things as sometimes. Um, but before we get out of here, let's do a little bit of social media. Uh, you can find our show on Twitter at Frank's Jukebox. Um, and you can find our network, the Scavengers Network that we're a part of, on Twitter at ScavengersNet. Um, you can find me individually on Twitter at uh, UnabashedJames. Daniel, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Dantendo64. Follow me for hot takes about not much um, and puzzles. So that's going to do it for Twitter. Uh, let's see. Let me tell you about the Scavengers Net Patreon. At patreon.com slash the scavengers network, you can, uh, for $2 or more, up to a million dollars, um, you can become a patron and you can get access to our bonus content, which is just fantastic. I have a great idea for a Frankenstein's jukebox uh, bonus content thing that I just remembered that I had that idea for that I'll talk to you about when we uh, finish recording. Uh, but there's also all sorts of uh, bonus content from all the rest of the shows on the Scavengers Network, Timeline Scavengers, James Nairn Minute Movies, Thanks for the Lyrics, um, all sorts of great shows. No, there's also, that was a joke about, uh, you get it. Um, there's also stuff from, uh, uh, I think, Ty and 
Jordan made up a game one time and they recorded it and put it on the bonus content. Uh, jo- uh, Jordan and Colin once recorded a one shot where Jordan played a meatball sub monster and uh, Colin played a beloved side character from uh, from Myth Takes. There's just all sorts of great stuff going back years and years and years. There's outtakes. There's bonus episodes. There's bonus shows that aren't available anywhere else. Um, so go join up at uh, patreon.com slash the scavengers network. And when you sign up, uh, there's a checklist that you can check off all the shows you listen to and make sure you check off Frankenstein's jukebox because uh, having heard my, my, my voice saying this, you are contractually obligated to check us off as well, something well, you listen to. Well, I guess as something mm-hmm. you listen to. Yes, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Because um, you heard me say it. Yeah. Deny. Hey, if you can, if you, if you rise to my challenge to deny it, you're wrong because you heard me say it. Gotcha. Ha. Lawyered. Boom. Boom. Uh, so that is going to do it for today. Next month, I'm hoping to have a voice that works better. I'm happy with how it performed today. I'm hoping that next month it performs more reliably. Let's, uh, let's hope so. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, thank you for, uh, for doing this show with me and for talking about 2006 with me. And I will uh, say this one last thing, which is that Daniel and listener, I will see you last year. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused treasured content greetings scavengers network listener do not adjust your podcast adjusting apparatus this message is meant for consumer data something adjective is coming to the network very timestamp needed on february 17th 2022 get ready to join as sid colin tay and dan as they take you through the hit 1996 film space jam in the network's newest podcast it jams for the end transmission Peace out, cool dudes.